0: Wisconsin football starts tomorrow. RJ? Nelly, Isn't it nice to have the human element? Everyone just arm in arm, singing on top of their lungs. All the great songs that come out of Camp Randall and downtown Madison. Why do you build me up? Build me up, a cup, baby, just to let me down. Let me down. I, I you around you. and then wears the of- all, you never call baby, baby when you say you will Say you will, but I love you still I need you, I need you More than any one, darling You know that I have from the start Fill me up, but a cup don't break my heart and No surprise, Nelly, not singing along at you're not, all You're not clapping for yourself oh, sorry, sorry, like sorry, everybody sorry. does <laughs> Nelly, when you're in the stadium at games, do you participate in the fan stuff?
1: Uh, depends how drunk I am
0: Fair enough. well uh, if you're super drunk then yes
1: yes it's easier to do it yeah. slight
0: buzz no Eh, we'll see <laughs> <laughs> what cracks that heart of yours rowdy what 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 makes you what makes you what brings a smile to your face at this point not much all right you, you are you yeah you are a beacon of light to be around rowdy i'll <laughs> tell you that much my friend well, does wisconsin football bring a smile to your heart it always does, and it's finally the first week, and it's been basically two years. Yeah, last year, obviously, you don't have to. Uh, that bring a smile to no one's heart last year. Uh, RJ, do you participate? Because you will come to the Red Zone tomorrow. We're going to be there 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. doing the Zone Blitz pregame bash, and then Rowdy and I will be hanging out uh, with the, the sea of people, the just the, the human element, which I can't wait to experience again. RJ, you go to the stadium. What time do you leave the Red
2: Zone? Like, you'll come on at...
0: You'll well, do, leave around like 10, 9, yeah.
2: 45, 10? 45, Ten? I like getting in there watching warm ups, going through the whole kind of pregame thing like uh you get used to when I, I mean, working for the team. I was there three hours before game time. <laughs> uh what was your normal routine working for the team? Three hours like did you have to set up anything? What did you have to do? Home games, no. Away games, uh We'd get there six hours before game time, set up the locker room, uh, then, you know, run errands or anything in case something got missed. Sure. Uh so it's like, oh would you guys have the game day jitters for, like
0: the players did too? Be like oh. Depend
2: depending on the game. Yeah. You know, like uh Like if it was Dog Creek you coming in and be like, ah. yeah. But like uh we had uh matt bernstein on earlier in the week when he was talking about that michigan state game yeah we lost that you know was for the big 10 championship uh yeah you get jitters before that game even though you're not playing you're still part of the program and of course i mean i could have had a big 10 championship ring <sighs> uh, could <laughs> have happened, <could've laughs> happened twice because later that year it was also uh the iowa game that we lost that Yeah, could have had uh, a Big Ten championship. uh, So for like a home,
0: like the the start of the season, the first you know home game, kicking off the season, uh, players. And when we had Matt Bernstein on uh, earlier this week, he's like, "There's nothing like like leading up to it, and it's just you know the emotion and how special it felt." But like when school started, you were definitely different from everyone else. Yeah, that was on campus. Yeah. So boys, what's the first thing? I mean, obviously a Coors Light, because. Tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., brought to you by Coors Light. We're going to have Coors Light, but outside of Coors Light, are we doing a shot of Malort? Or are we doing. I'm out on that. Yeah, no. Hmm. Soft. Are we doing a Bloody Mary? <laughs> what are we doing besides with the Coors Light? Coors Light chase with the Bloody Mary? Well, sure, why normally not? I would come down and order a Bush Light, and
1: then it would go to a Bloody Mary, and then it would probably be Bush Light.
0: This way, we change it up a little bit. Coors Light. But we'll Light. change
1: it up and we'll go with Coors Light, maybe mix in a truly, and yep.
0: then have a Bloody Mary. Well done, Rowdy. And RJ, maybe you can have a blueberry acai uh, truly That's, after your Coors Light. Might as well, right? You're a Coors Light man through and through, ain't you? At Tailgates, I remember, but we always were crushing Coors Light, weren't you? Or am I making that up? Sure. Like in years past? I, I guess I could be. I guess whatever cold beer I put in your hand, eh? Yeah. Well, I'll put a cold Coors Light in your hand tomorrow. <laughs> uh, also, by the way, put this in your calendar today, from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., Rowdy and I are going to be at Danny's Pub, downtown Madison, corner of uh, Broom and Gorham. And we'll have prizes to give away, Truly Swag. I got sunglasses, koozies, fanny packs. I have Badger tickets for Badgers vs. Eastern Michigan to give away and a private tailgate for next Saturday as well that you can win and some other stuff as well, maybe some Brewer Fever stuff. Uh, Who knows, man? We're going to get it dialed in. Today, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Danny's Pub, and then tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Red Zone. All right, we'll dive into college football. Uh, last night, Minnesota lost to Ohio State. How truly good did Ohio State look? One sleep away, Wisconsin-Penn State tomorrow. Uno I'm so giddy, I don't know if I'm to be able to sleep tonight. I'm yeah. giddy. I'm giddy like a schoolgirl today. All right, so last night, though, I had no problem sleeping, you know, because A, the Brewers were on at 2.45, not 8.45, (laughs) Uh, and I had no problem sleeping, too, because the past three nights the Brewers were at 8.45. Rowdy actually went to bed at 9.30, which... Nine? Usually, we we figured it out, right, Rowdy, your average bedtime is 11 p.m. usually?
1: Yeah, at least. 9.30 for Rowdy. (laughs) and it's It was really weird, because I woke up this morning, I had like five different emails. Pretty confused? I had multiple notifications, and normally it's like... All those are definitely taken care of before I go to bed, because <laughs> no one's sending emails that late. Yeah, when Ru- is Rowdy will like here?
0: talk to me about work stuff at like nine o'clock at night, I'll just roll my eyes and be like, "I am not talking work stuff um, at nine o'clock at night on my free time. Not happening. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait till I get to work uh, the next day." But last night, what we were watching, or some of us were watching, you know Rowdy was golfing and saw some of it, uh, but he's still like Rowdy still knows when it comes to Ohio State football and Minnesota. Uh, RJ, you were more dialed in than I was. I saw the first half and then some of the second half. Minnesota down ten to nothing in the first half, and then Ibrahim just became a man possessed. Minnesota yeah. leading at halftime. Ibrahim looked like an absolute juggernaut for the Gophers. That guy the Gophers had who uh who sat out last year because of COVID, he's six the lineman, he's six nine, six eight, six nine, and three hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah. Holy God.
2: It's a massive human being.
0: He's huge. Uh, and they're like, we're gonna have no problem running the ball with this guy. So, no, you're
2: going to have no problem running the ball with Mohamed Ibrahim because your next top runner had 10 carries for 34 yards.
0: Yeah, Ibrahim rattled off that. It was a fourth and that's, one, and he did a 52 That's not a yarder. good O-line. That's that, a, that one guy's that's huge, an, though.
2: That's an okay O-line that has an all-American type of running back behind it, and maybe not. The rest of the year, depending on what we end up hearing, because in the third quarter, looks like he might have popped his Achilles. Yeah, because
0: that's what I was getting at. So Ohio State did not look that good in the first half, and then obviously they came back and won um, in the second half. Then we went by 14 points, Ibrahim, if he's done for the year, because it looked—I don't know—did they say what it is yet? I have not heard. It's it's not looking good for Ibrahim. So uh, Minnesota is going to be in trouble if that's the case. But looking at Ohio State specifically. Did Was Minnesota playing that good, or is Ohio State, Nelly and RJ, in your opinion, not looking good? I think, for me, Minnesota looks a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Now,
1: they did some weird things putting Rashawn Bateman in the slot, which obviously he performed better on the outside last year. Tanner Morgan struggled. We've mentioned well, that quite a bit.
2: Until he left the team twice. <laughs> True. <laughs> Got an agent, was allowed to come back. Then left again once. Yeah, besides he, the point. <laughs> then left once again once he realized this team is not good.
1: And they lost a ton of guys off of the defensive side of the football for Minnesota in 2020.
2: Yep. So I think yes,
1: the Minnesota defense has gotten a little bit better. Ibrahim obviously through that one game continues to get better, and I think Tanner Morgan played meh. But uh,
2: I mean, the guy had 179 yards in the second half passing because they had to start passing. Yeah. Uh, and most of that came uh, late in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, uh, when Ibrahim was done. And I mean, granted, he he was in for like all of two plays up until the third quarter. Thirty thirty carries, a hundred.
0: Yeah, thirty carries, a hundred and sixty-three yards and yeah. two touchdowns.
2: I mean, that is the best player on this roster. I mean, yeah, hands down. Well, well that's why every he's year, continuing to yeah, get better, and at,
1: that's why they ran him thirty times
2: every year. Tanner Morgan lost an NFL receiver. He got worse. Yeah, Tanner Morgan, whatever. (laughs) But I
1: think the defense also got better because of how bad it was in 2020. Yeah. But I think on the flip side, Ohio State is worse than what they have been the last two years because Justin Fields had been the second best quarterback in college football over that time. And... They've graduated some great players. We see Ohio State always is is a feeding ground for NFL talent.
2: Yeah, for for the most part that defensive secondary and linebackers all you were hearing was redshirt freshman a sophomore yeah. and they're guys that were getting their their first start so look at well yeah. i was gonna
1: say the only thing that worries me if you're a wisconsin fan is ohio state is not as good as it was the last two years but they're gonna have an entire season before the badgers would potentially play them True. to see how much better ryan day can actually make that team but right now early in the year this ohio state team is not the best team in the country like they've Potentially been the last few years. No. Yeah.
0: CJ Stroud yesterday, uh, the Ohio State quarterback, twelve or thirteen of twenty two, two hundred and ninety four yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Was that interception was that tipped or did he just make a bad? T- I was trying to figure that uh, out. Yeah, uh, Alave. I think it was Alave, is it
2: Alave or is it Olive? Alave. It's
0: Alave.
1: Alave, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, made a play on it, hit off his hands and, then and the, was intercepted. Yeah. So,
0: what do you think of Stroud though yesterday or last night?
2: Not bad. Um, I thought Ohio but, I State mean, struggled a little you, bit. You to, look. You look at what you're comparing him to in terms of you're not comparing him to other quarterbacks in the NCAA. You're comparing him to like the last two quarterbacks at Ohio State who did pretty darn good. Um, So, I mean, it's like one of those. You could say the same thing with like Spencer Rattler down at Oklahoma. It's like, I feel like is he Heisman Trophy worthy? He's the top guy right now. But I mean, he's got a cool logo. Yeah,
1: I feel like Stroud could potentially be like a JT Barrett.
2: And if like, that's what he is, that's
1: great for Ohio State. <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Like Now, JT Barrett was a guy that was sandwiched between some really good quarterbacks. And himself, he was a solid quarterback that most Division I schools would love to have. Yeah. But at Ohio State, he wasn't uh, the greatest quarterback they ever had. Now, he was good, but not great. And that made Ohio State a team that was, I guess easier to compete with Mm -hmm. because when Ohio state is firing on all cylinders and they get the best kids and they have a really good quarterback, they're a top four team in the league. They're, they're pretty much bound for a college football playoff. They're extremely tough to beat. Yeah. The years, which you can take them out is when they have a quarterback like JT Barrett. Now the Badgers were extremely close multiple times, They were, but uh, they also didn't have a great quarterback themselves. I'm not going to put Alex Hornibrook's, three, four (laughs) games where he looked good as a great quarterback. So, Rowdy,
0: speaking of quarterbacks right now, what's your biggest question mark for the Wisconsin Badgers they start the college football season right now? Running backs is leading the way at 42.5%. Quarterback, i.e. Graham Mertz, 35%. But uh, quarterbacks for Ohio State, C.J. Stroud said his mind was not right. He said he was, quote, feeling all over the place in his debut as the
2: Ohio State starting quarterback. Did you guys listen to that broadcast last night? Oh, was Gus Johnson? I have no clue... I think, I think he's watching a different he, broadcast. I think he uh, sniffs the same stuff and sells the same stuff PJ Fleck does, because he felt felt like he was rooting for Minnesota last night. But the fact that they kept returning to PJ Flex, we did an interview with him. You know what he's going to do tonight? Make Ohio State's coaches coach. <laughs> That's what he said. Does what? You know what? You know what that is? That's high school coach speak. And not good high school coaches. Gus Johnson, I, I used, to, I make, used to like him. I don't, I'm, I'm going to make Ohio State's coaches coach because they don't. What like they're gonna they're gonna throw all these defensive schemes out there and confuse a, a freshman quarterback? Good, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I don't like know. do your job. <laughs> you Gus make... Johnson. No, it's not Gus Johnson. <laughs> it's he's being a mouthpiece for a guy who's a <laughs> sham
0: of a coach. My, my wife was like, "Why do you guys hate PJ Flex so much?" I'm like,
1: "He's so snarmy. like
2: fake."
0: Yeah.
1: Anyways, Rowdy, it's, 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 it's no. So I was just so gonna stupid. say like, Gus Johnson is what he is. Like, the guy just kind of sucks. Yeah. Like he sucked on the Bucks broadcast. He, he sucks. Yeah.
2: He actively cheered for other teams on the Bucks broadcast when he was the Bucks announcer.
0: Let last night, he was listening.
1: It's think, whatever. I
2: just think if you're a Wisconsin Badgers fan, next time.
1: you have an extremely good defense. I, I think
2: I'm just glad I'm going to be at the game tomorrow and I don't have to watch a TV with Gus Johnson. Oh, he's in right.
1: Madison, right? Yeah. 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 They were talking about it last night. Would you be surprised if this Wisconsin Badgers defense was outside of the top 15 or 20?
2: Yes. I'd be very surprised. I'd be surprised if they're out of the top 10. That's what I think. Everyone should (laughs) probably
1: expect this team to be a top 20 defense and most likely a top 10 defense. We know the defense is going to be good. We see that C.J. Stroud on the other side reminded me more of a JT Barrett. He's, he's like good that. but and he's he still not great. Put up yeah, he's good
2: but he's not a great. <laughs> <And> four touchdowns. <laughs>
1: and we also know that they they did recruit a kid that still should technically be in high school in Quinn Ewers who yeah. it looks like is like the
2: next has, has big he thing. Rolled? He's at on campus now, yeah, right?
1: Th- some of the people gave him a legit shot of winning the starting job. That's yeah. how, the guy's like 17 years old. Yeah. Now, me knowing that he is basically going to be the Ohio State quarterback really, really, really soon. This this gives you your shot if you're a Badger fan of, hey, if Graham Mertz can can reach his ceiling that we've seen, we know that they have Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor back. We know that Chimre DK has a season under his belt. We know that uh, Ferguson came back and hopefully is starting the season out healthier than the banged up season he had last year. We know that this offensive line is experienced and has young talent and has a lot of the guys that are thrown in there described as maulers.
0: Yeah, frickin' maulers, Rowdy. He's a freaking He's a frickin', he's a frickin we know. We know Everybody's that right. the running D-line back room can't be any worse for. than
1: last year, and I think... I think Chaz Malusi is going to surprise people and be better than what some of the people that say he's... I think Chaz is going to be great. just a backup. He was never really played. And I think Jalen Berger is going to continue to get better. We've heard about how he's gotten stronger. His weight room numbers have went up. That's only going to benefit him. We've heard about how Braylon uh, Allen is turning heads and he's an absolute beast.
0: Dude can lift every weight in the gym. All of them. They run out of plates in the gym with him, Rowdy.
1: I mean... I don't want to get too hyped here, but I'm going to say it just because I'm excited and I think the Badgers are going to be really good. Oh, we'll find the this, excited. This, this could be a year where Ohio State is a team that Bobby said it has chinks in their armor, can be taken out. I can't
0: believe it. Rowdy said he's getting excited. We're, we're, he's that getting. means we're almost there, baby! RJ, we have to get your score prediction in before you uh, mosey on out of here. Yeah. By the way, you, as uh, the, you the is? royal you, the collective <laughs> you. You is. <laughs> you! Get in at is that 608. That Soldier Boy? It was. That Soldier Boy. Like it. That's Soldier Boy. Tell him. 608 321 1670. It's up on Twitter as well at Zone Madison. You can Facebook it at Zone Madison. You could my Twitter account Ebo says Rowdy's Rowdy underscore razor. RJ's uh uh Brock Talk eighty four. Correct. RJ, so speaking of Brock talk, Brock talk at me, baby. What's your score prediction for tomorrow? Penn State yeah. versus Wisconsin. You
2: know, there's stuff out there in terms of looking at Penn State, what they have coming back, they uh starting running back coming back from injury from last year, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, They have decent skill positions. It is all going to depend on if Clifford can bounce back and be decent again. Uh, Because last year, whether it was because his running back was gone and he didn't, for for whatever reason, he had a down year. Uh, Their defense lost a lot of guys last year. Two good. Two D-linemen to the NFL, one D-lineman to a season-ended injury. So I think the Badgers should be able to get the ground attack going. Their linebackers uh, weren't the greatest tacklers. I think they almost led the conference in missed tackles last mm. year. Um, and the best one's gone. Best one's gone. Uh, they've moved guys around to fit their skill set better, apparently. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I, uh, Like I said, I'm kind of confident in the Badgers' defense. Uh, the best part of the the defense for the Nittany Lions is their secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Badgers should be able to have a running game. But like last year, we need to have that running back room prove they can be a good at the running game. Uh, I like the Badgers... Twenty-one seventeen, kind of on the hey, it's early in the season. We haven't seen the Badgers cover a lot. Twenty-one seventeen uh, lately, and five that, and a half is the spread. Is, yep. Okay. Twenty-one seventeen. We have
0: one I just got in. The first. Well, actually, this is the second person to take Penn State. Becker, JerMichael Buckwheat says 27-17 PSU Penn State leading up to the kickoff of the Badgers. Rowdy, your score prediction is what for Saturday? Yeah, so
1: basically we're wrapping up the pre-pre-pre game here this morning. Yep, that's happening right now. My prediction, Badgers 31, Nittany Lions 24. Love it. My prediction is going to be... Of pain. That's like that's like that's like Charlie's prediction. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Charlie. Charlie was the first one to call in. His
1: blowout. Blowout.
0: I am going with this right here. Your Wisconsin Badgers by the score of twenty-eight to seventeen against the Penn State Nittany Lions, and I will write that down so I remember. (laughs) Twenty-eight to seventeen again today, two p.m. to six p.m. We're at Danny's Pub, downtown Madison. I almost said five. 2 to 6, Danny's Pub, and then tomorrow at the Red Zone Madison, we're uh, broadcasting live 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Come one, come all. Let's have a good time to both events. Does it get any better than this? Friday, going into the weekend, Wisconsin football on the horizon. With that, I mean, it, I, it can get better because of this guy right here. Our guy, Dave Esler, gambler to the stars. Dave, good morning, my friend. How are we doing on this fine Friday?
3: I'm, I'm, I'm a little warm. I've been sitting out on my mailbox for a week waiting for my plane ticket.
0: Oh, Dave. Mm, here's the thing. We were going to do that, but unfortunately, I was on vacation last week, and Rowdy's been crushing it on the razor's edge. But this week, Dave, we took a hit to your plane ticket. Nellie, unfortunately, I hate to bring this up, uh, did not have a winning bet Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So, therefore, <laughs> the the proceeds were going to go to your plane ticket, Dave. And that's what happened, my man.
3: I understand. I mean, I, I don't like it, but I understand.
0: Brody, I, I hate to break his heart like that, but that's what it is. You yeah, know?
1: we were three wins away from that plane ticket. So, Dave, um, here's the thing. Yeah, and, you know what he,
3: and you know what he had the audacity to do?
4: What?
3: He, he was just complaining to me off air about his putting, like looking for sympathy <laughs> oh. after, he did, after he
1: did me like that.
0: Dave, he was complaining about his putting to me too off air uh, a couple breaks there during the show. So you're not alone on the complaints about the putting for Nellie.
1: Oh, and just to fill both of you guys in, when Ebo left the room and before I called you, Dave, I was also complaining to RJ about my putting. He was. Dave, the
0: question is the question is, did you care? Um, I could relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could That's relate to uh, Dave, here's the thing. Um, I only I don't apologize. I do actually I do one apology a month. And uh-huh. I did not use my apology for the month of August. So I'm going to retroactively use it here and apologize for you and the losing bets of not getting you a plane ticket here uh, for tomorrow's tailgating uh, kicking off in Madison, Wisconsin. So my one apology in the month of August goes to you, Dave Essler.
3: Well, that's like giving yourself a mulligan. I don't know that that's
0: fair. Rowdy, did you use mulligans yesterday? No. Oh, well, Dave. I play straight. Dave, no, I, I've done this. I play straight. Ever since January started, I said I'll use because in 2020 I didn't apologize at all in 2021 I said turn over a new leaf I'll do one apology a month so my one apology does go to you you can accept it or not either way I'm writing it down on my piece of paper of keeping uh, track of my apologies
3: alright I- I'll accept it actually okay good
0: because Dave you and I could have been doing this out. arm in arm at the Red Zone Madison singing Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline together as we're just hammered off of our asses watching Wisconsin beat Penn State it's gonna be us baby Swing, bum, bum, bum. What do you think, Dave? Would you sing along with me? Yeah, I would because I'm a
3: Red Sox fan, and you know that's a, that's the seventh inning stretch in Boston.
0: Isn't Neil Diamond just the greatest bringer together in the history of bringer um, togetherers? I don't know if I'm going
3: to endorse that. But I do. <laughs>
0: hey, Dave, when it comes to gambling, let's get to it. Do you endorse this? Rowdy took the Badgers covering over the Penn State Nittany lines. What five and a half, Rowdy? Yeah, it's five and a half currently. Did you endorse that, Mister Handsome Dave Essler?
3: Well, I endorsed that about a month ago, and it was minus four. So how's Rowdy going to feel when it's thirty to twenty-five?
0: That's true, Dave. You did do that. I'm uh, short-term memory struggles sometimes, but yes, thanks to thanks for jogging that. You did endorse that a long time ago. You were Johnny on the spot then.
3: I don't know. I got the best number. That's all you can do. Yeah.
0: Uh, Dave, look around at college football. Did you have a bet uh, by chance at uh, Ohio State last night? Because it was a 14, 14 and a half.
3: I did. And I I had the Gophers plus 14. I was looking for a 14 and a half all day and couldn't really find one.
4: Yeah. It actually
3: dropped it actually dropped a 13 and a half for a little bit, and I, I was feeling pretty good about life because it'll take a fair bit of money to, to move it off a 14, but then it went back to 14 and you know it could have gone either way. Um, you know
0: I was feeling pretty good about life. I love that, Dave. Dave, when it comes to college football then because I mean' it's all, it's all underway, baby. What's the the eyes of the true gambler or the legendary gambler that you are? What are you looking at, Dave?
3: Oh, man, I'm looking at a lot of games, to be honest with you. I mean, I think I think one game that intrigues me, and you can probably help me with this one, is that Iowa-Indiana game. I mean, everybody and their brother sort of around the country knows, okay, Iowa has a good defense. Okay, Indiana sucks. Um, and they're betting the under. But I'm inclined to look at that over because both teams bring back a significant portion of their offense. And I think they just know each other too well. So I, I like that over. Um, and the other one that I wish I'd have given out a month ago is, that, is Michigan State Northwestern. I mean, everybody and their brother loves Michigan State. You could have had that at plus 6.5. Now it's 3. Wow. Um, now, Yeah, now I think the value might be on Northwestern. I don't know. Um, at 6.5, I would be all over Michigan State. But now I would want at least plus I 3.5. I think Duke might struggle with Charlotte tonight. Um, Duke is Duke is just terrible. I mean, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be laying six and a half points to anybody. And I kind of feel that way. Uh, tomorrow there's a game. Uh, what is it? Um, 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 let there's me look a, There's here. a lot
0: of them. There's a lot of them tomorrow, Dave. Your head's like no, you keep your head
3: on a no, uh, Mississippi State and Louisiana Tech. I know that's a little off of a lot of people's radar, but Mississippi State's still kind of rebuilding. And I just like Mississippi State. I mean, I just like La La Tech, and I I don't know that Mississippi State should be laying 24 points to anyone. Mm. The total's at, like, 52, so you're essentially getting half the points in the expected uh, total before the game even starts. So I I like that one quite a bit. A lot of people are talking about Um, Georgia-Clemson. I think everybody will be on Georgia. Well, okay, Clemson lost Lawrence and Etienne. Um, but I don't trust Kirby Smart for uh, with any of my money. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just don't. I mean, look at his look at his history in big games. It, it's just not very good. I mean, you know, he he came from Alabama under Saban, but he's kind of the anti-Saban in crunch time. So I actually think that game stays under. You know, uh, people, I mean, both teams bring back a significant amount of their defense. So. I think that is a bet for me. The under in the Georgia Tech Clemson game.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, those are those are several that I'm looking at. I, I know I, I think tonight, um, if your book has it, Kansas and South Dakota. Um, Kansas is favored by thirteen, thirteen and a half. Who is Kansas? I don't care about less miles to be laying almost two touchdowns to anybody. Uh, so that's that's quite a few there that I'm I'm pretty high on. I I, I actually like Old Dominion tonight. Uh, Wake Forest favored by 32, 32 and a half. Total 62. Wake Forest can score, but they can't stop anybody. Old Dominion is not that bad. Um, I, 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 especially in the first half, uh, before Wake gets sort of anything under their belt, and I kind of go back to last night's Ohio State game. It took Ohio State a while to get going. Yeah. Um, I think Old Dominion covers that four and a half touchdowns. That's a that looks like a gift as well.
0: Dave, you just went unconscious on the picks. I absolutely love it, man. Thank you so much for giving a peek into your little uh, your little notebook of awesome uh, picks there. If people want to follow along, I highly suggest it at Dave underscore Esler, E-S-S-L-E-R on Twitter. Dave, is the college football, what's your favorite time, what's your favorite betting time of the year? Is it right now, like college football? I mean, you just, you sound like a kid in the candy store right now.
3: Uh, yeah, well, I could be a broke kid in the candy store if I keep doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I would say it's it's early and late like now because you can maybe find I mean you know it's interesting with with the internet age there's not a lot of information that isn't readily available so trying to find things that aren't already factored into the line is a little bit easier now than maybe it is in the middle of the year sure and then later in the year when you know you get into the ball games and motivation becomes a huge factor so. Uh, you know, in the in the middle of the year, it's a little more difficult. But uh, uh, early, ins- and late, early and late, and, and that's really true of any sport, to be honest with
0: you. Yeah. Dave, feeling inspired today. I love it, man. Hey, Dave, uh, are you inspired about this kind of a show? Well, maybe Rowdy and I actually called it uh, that we said Mac Jones would be the starting quarterback for your New England Patriots. Uh, they cut, obviously, Cam Newton. Now Mac Jones gets the nod. What's that mean for Dave Esler as the Patriots fan that you are?
3: Well, two things. One, I love Mac Jones. Um, I, I loved him at Alabama. I thought he had pocket presence that you can't teach, uh, so I'm excited about that, but I'm probably equally excited to have it be not Cam Newton. I mean, I, 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 I probably would have been okay with Brian Hoyer or Jarrett Stidham, as long as it was not Cam Newton.
0: That's funny, Dave. So yeah, I knew. I I figured when uh, we saw the news, I thought of you, Dave. I'm like, he must be smiling, grinning ear to ear. Uh, one so against Jones would be the not Cam.
3: Yeah, I watched most of the preseason games, and the first one, he looked, you know, really good. He didn't look like a deer in the headlights, and I was like, huh. And then I wondered if that was the outlier, but you know, he stayed pretty much in composure and in control.
0: So. And is he the next Tom Brady?
3: Um, I, you know, there'll never be another Tom Brady, but. It could be the
1: next Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, hey, <laughs> Dave. Come on,
3: man. Uh, Dave. Begr- he won't he, he win six, but he might win one.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that just kind of hurts. Dave, Packers won the Super I- Bowl this year. You heard it here first, all right? Uh, that would be okay with me as long as it isn't Tom Brady. Okay, okay. Hey, Dave, before I let you go, man, and ask you what's your golf game, because I do care about yours and I do care about Rowdy's. Uh, Dave, when it comes to golf, we have this thing called D-Bag of the Week. Uh, We have nominated Javi Baez for, for first, thumbs down and booing essentially his own fan base, and then coming out and apologizing for it. just looks extra soft. But I saw you, Dave, uh, and tweet this out. I know I interacted with you on Twitter over it. Uh, The PGA policy uh, may ban fans for shouting "Brooksy" at Bryson DeChambeau. Can the PGA or someone be up for D-Bag of the Week for this? This policy? Um, uh, I don't know.
3: I mean, no, I think Bryson can.
0: Oh, Oh, Okay. We'll have to talk about that coming up then.
3: Yeah, I mean he brought it on himself. I mean I get it, you know, there's you know, I, I do understand it, but you know, the dude brought it on himself. And even last week when he left the eighteenth the hole after he got crushed by Cantlay, and I guess one of the fans said something um not enamoring or flattering to Bryson and he turned and, <laughs> and, and said, you know, get the F out of here and I'm like, You just don't do that. You'd be better.
0: Be better be bet be better i liked it and dave are we gonna be better on the golf course tonight are you going out golfing or what's it, what's happening for dave essler on this fine friday yeah i'm
3: planning on it this afternoon i gotta record a podcast for college football at noon and then i think i'm gonna shut everything down until tonight and probably go whack some balls i i hope to do well i did well last sunday i actually my score wasn't really good but i mean it was it didn't suck but no. I played I played really smart, and I don't usually do that. Okay,
0: well, I hope you don't take any putting advice from Rowdy then, okay? Um, you know, next
3: week he'll be draining 20-footers, but they'll be for bogeys.
0: And his, yeah, <laughs> but his, his chipping will be off. That's how it goes. Yep. go. I'll,
1: I'll leave you with this advice, though. I guess just be better.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, Dave, we love, right. we love you, man. We love your time. Uh, happy gambling. Enjoy it, and good luck on the uh, golf course, my friend. Yeah, have fun tomorrow, guys. I'll have an extra drink in your honor, okay?
3: Please do.
0: All right, see you, Dave. All right, there he is. Guys. My guy, Dave Hessler. also lover of Neil Diamond, who isn't though. BetUS.com. Uh, we'll get back to the Badgers coming up here uh, because we got Brian Lucas coming in from uh, from University of Wisconsin. He's at 835. We'll have our sports director, Zach Halpern, on at 9 o'clock, uh, preview this. And our gambler of the stars, Raphael, at uh, 920 or 940. I'm still working out with Raf. But real, real quick on the Packers rowdy. So the green and gold, Marquez Valdez-Gantling was on the podium yesterday, and he was talking about how you know th- their wide receiver room is the best in the NFL. Uh do you agree I I know the Packers were the number 1 offense in the league last year. But do you agree with Mark Velda Scantling that, you know, the collection that they have is truly the best wide receiver room in the NFL? Do you do you get down with that for the Green and Gold? I mean, on the on the
1: surface, just off the top of my head, I would say no. Now that's just me thinking and looking at this receiver room and going, "Man, I don't know. They don't have like a clear cut well, do, do you think they have a clear cut number 2? <sighs> like, like in theory, it well, should be MVS. That Sai
0: sci- sci- I just did would probably say no.
1: Like, in theory, it should be MVS, right? Yeah. Like, he's the guy that can take the top off. He's the guy that can, can go deep. But then we also know that he also struggles catching the football sometimes. And yep. if you're a receiver that struggles catching the football, it can be very frustrating.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they're the number one offense in the league. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, in a statement he made, I'll play it coming up, he said, you know, it doesn't hurt when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And that always goes back to Aaron Rodgers making the wide receivers, right? Devontae Adams, number one or number two in the league. You could argue number one. You could argue number two. And if, we, if we've if we
1: we've always said, especially when Aaron Rodgers was in his prime. Now, I don't want to say he's not necessarily still in his prime, but I'm talking peak prime of like 2010-11 till about 2016-17, mm-hmm. where he was, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And... We talked about how, yeah, he made the receiver. He makes all those receivers look good. I actually had this, uh, this. It was an interesting discussion.
0: Well, I thought you were because he had an epiphany.
1: Not, not too long ago it was this week, and it was about James Jones and how James Jones acts like he's got a ton of clout as this huge NFL player, and you know now he's an insider and he's friends with Rodgers and all this stuff. But in what world was James Jones any better than like a number three receiver? It,
0: Hey man, he wore that hoodie really
1: good. There's a no, little, ma- like, there's dead dead little magic. There's a little magic in that hoodie. What did he ever do when Aaron Rodgers wasn't his quarterback? Not Jack
0: Crab. Poo. Not diddly poo. Yeah. And then
1: he then he came back, came back to the, the Green Bay Packers after a, a you would say a tenure off the Green Bay Packers, which was very underwhelming. Mm-hmm comes back and obviously has a rejuvenated season because Aaron Rodgers is just that good and the rest of the receivers around them were just that bad and it elevated him to one of the better receivers on the team. Yep. Like Aaron Rodgers from that time frame definitely made wide receivers that much better. I would have discussions with friends saying, "I think overall a better receiver, a peer talent, peer tangible receiver, Brandon Marshall was better than Jordy Nelson. Yeah, we had this conversation and yesterday. W- and in Wisconsin, that was like, wow, well, you can't say you that. You can't say
0: that. That's a Chicago now, Bears
1: player. No, I think Jordy Nelson, great player, but obviously he benefited from Aaron Rodgers well, we and their hear, chemistry. Didn't we
0: always hear that Rodgers makes the wide receiver? I've heard that his entire career,
1: haven't you? And he, he does. I mean, to a point, he does. To a point, he makes everyone better, especially when... You've seen Aaron Rodgers can put the ball 98% of the time and pretty much outside of one season. Yeah. And that was Mike McCarthy's last season. Big Mike. He would put the football almost in the perfect spot where it needed to be for the receiver to catch it or the easiest spot in which the receiver would have to catch it over and over and over. So yeah, to a point he did make receivers better. The ones that still sunk, uh, stunk are the ones that literally couldn't catch
0: the football.
5: Yeah. Uh, here, here, I'm going to play the comment from MVS, uh,
0: when asked about how good is the Packers wide receiver group this year?
5: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, super competitive. Um, I mean, obviously I think we got the best wideout room in the national football league. Um, said that last year and I'll say it again. Um, you know, obviously had the best offense, you know, so Aaron wasn't throwing to himself. Uh, so, you know, it was one of those things. And obviously, you know, Devontae being you know, literally the best wideout in the game, um, it makes it pretty easy. Um, And then having a Hall of Fame quarterback makes it a little bit easier. So,
0: I mean, I love the bravado. Aaron Rodgers, though, makes – Aaron Rodgers is what stirs this drink, obviously.
1: 100%. And we had Mike Clemens on yesterday talking about how kind of quietly Aaron Rodgers is looking the best he's ever looked in a training camp slash preseason time. Yeah. And he said it, it really wasn't close. Like this is the best he's ever looked, like the sharpest he's ever looked.
0: So you asked, is is Marquez Valdez Scantling a clear-cut number two? And I gave the long sigh. I'm like, man, in in a, in in theory, he would be right. Like in theory, that's what he would be. Uh, Devo- Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, talks more about what has changed for him most in the past year. Because remember, he was all in his feelings when he said he was getting death threats on Twitter, and like. I'm like, yeah, that stinks. You shouldn't be getting death threats. So that's, you know, not to sound callous, but that's social media. Like, I get people talking smack to me all the time. Rowdy gets people talking smack to him all the time. Uh, they've had, I've had people threaten threaten me. I'm like, bring it on, dude. I'll punch through your face. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling talks about what changed most of them this past year. You know, learning from, you know, the haters online to dropping balls to then, you know, trying to be that guy that's a constant for Rodgers.
5: Tom, <laughs> um, that's about it. There's not really a... Anything past that, you know, Um, I'm still the same guy. Um, You know, nothing has haven't haven't done anything different in the off season. It's not like I changed my workout habits or anything in that nature. Um, It just continued to grow as a person. You learn different things. You know, you get taught things from older vets who've been in the room and been in your position, um, and you just kind of adapted and and keep rolling.
0: All right. So he just being himself, just adapting keep rolling uh he was asked you earlier about you know uh, his own confidence heading into his fourth season
5: the same as it's always been high (laughs) there's there's no time where um my confidence is low um you know contrary to popular belief uh my confidence is always high Um, no matter what's going on you know no matter if it's a drop ball or a missed block um confidence is always going to be high because you can't play this position um without confidence
0: So, Rowdy, uh, the the stakes are high, and so am I. Well, I think another thing that will
1: never, ever be said about this receiving core is that it's better than the one that Aaron Rodgers came into the league with. Oh, my God, right? And when I mean coming to the league, I'm talking about in his early days starting where he wins a Super Bowl. I mean, that was a good receiving core. It totally was. You had Jordy Nelson. You had James Jones. You had... um, Jordan Nelson, Brandon James Jennings, Jones, Brandon, or, or, or not Brandon Jennings, uh, Greg Jennings. Uh, Greg Jennings. You had Jermichael. Donald Driver at the end of his career. You had JerMichael Finley.
0: Like that's monsters. I
1: I don't think we're ever going to confuse this current team with that team. No, no. but I think it's probably one of the better ones he's had in the last what, probably
0: oh quite some time five
1: six seven years.
0: Yeah. Um. Also, so Rogers. And we know, like, now Rodgers has found his, uh, his, his, he's found Zen. He's aligned his chi. His, he's found the yin and the yang are perfectly aligned. Rodgers is all about the peace and the love, which I'm, I'm all for it, too. Uh, but in years past, Rodgers was b- very critical of guys. And we've had players like, uh, I had Jermichael Finley on the show. And Jermichael Finley said, if you're in Rodgers' doghouse, it's hard to get out of the doghouse. And so, leading up to this year, I mean, last year and year before, Rogers always been very critical of Marquez Valdez Scantling, and MVS was asked about, you know, saying there was a time that uh, when Rogers said there, he's not sure if he'd count a Marquez Valdez Scantling. Here's uh, more from the wide receiver.
5: Well, I mean, obviously, the time he was referring to was my rookie year. You know, there's a lot of things going on during that time. Um, you know, with everything with the football team. Um, With the coaching change, you know, just a lot of stuff that was going on. Um, You know, so I think that's the time he was referring to. Um, But, you know, obviously just growth. And, you know, like I said, it's not anything different. Like I said, I've been the same guy. Um, There's a lot of factors that go into, you know, those conversations that he has or those thoughts um, or perceptions that he has of me during that time. Um, But then obviously just the opportunities that you get. Well, the
1: one thing with MVS is that you know, normally they say that third year of an NFL player's when career make is like your make or break. Yeah. Well, year one with MVS, he shoot he showed flashes, right? He showed that, man, there was some speed there, and when he did make plays, it looked good. Yeah. And then there was times where like, man, he looks bad. Like, what the hell and then are you doing? His second season in the NFL was, if I remember correctly, the season where he just could not catch a football. Those he had so many drops. And yeah. It was like, man, what? Like,
0: what's you're a
1: receiver. Catch the football.
0: Then last year? And then last year, all of a really sudden. really good moments.
1: Yeah, there was more good than bad, and it looked like he took another step from the first two years. Yeah. So I think it's trending in the right direction. It is.
0: And there's talk of, like, the drop balls, right? Marquez, that's the one thing that haunts Marquez, right? Like, the drop balls. Well, he talks about drop balls and how there is no tolerance for them for the Packers.
5: You know, he's, he's, you never drop a ball. Um... I think Devontae told me this a couple, uh, we helped we the whole room this uh, quote that he got from um, Jay Rice maybe, I think it was Jay Rice. Catching the ball is something that you, you do because you've seen it a thousand times. Um, and so just catching balls repetitively is just kind of how you got to get better at, at doing it. Um, but it's not anything that I did any different in the off season. I actually took a lot more time away from football this off season than I ever had. So maybe that was it, I don't know.
0: Get his mind right. My heart is smiling, because I'm going to see this guy tomorrow at the Red Zone. Our sports director, Zach Heilpern. Zach, good morning, my, uh, my just handsome friend. How are you?
4: Good morning, guys. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm, out, I'm outside right now. A little bit, little bit cold. Kind of feels like football weather. Oh, baby. Kind of, ooh, man, feels good.
0: I know. I woke up, Zach. I uh, I actually was out looking for a Badger shirt yesterday, a a fresh Badger shirt yesterday, Mm. and um, then I found myself looking at Badger hoodies. I'm like, you know it's football season when you're already looking at the hoodies, baby. (laughs) It is football weather, Zach. Let's go! Mm. Zach, last night, before we get to the Badgers, uh, it's a topic we've been kind of discussing a little bit today. Is Ohio, Ohio State beat Minnesota last night, obviously, by 14 points? But that first half, I mean, going into halftime, Minnesota was leading. Uh, Ibrahim was a man possessed. He ended up getting hurt, and it could be done for the year. I'm waiting to see what happens. Was Minnesota better than what people thought, or was Ohio State just is not as good as years past? What is it?
4: Well, I think it's, let's be fair, what, what did it look like in the second half? I think they just needed to get their feet in them a little bit, especially offensively when you're starting a new quarterback uh, in Stroud. I think Stroud. Only com- he uh, averaged forty-seven and a half yards per completion in the second half. Um, it was only on five completions, but it was pretty much all he needed. So I mean, maybe Minnesota was a little better. They had the home crowd. They had the opener. They were starting, you know, against the first time you're going against the first team start, first time starter. You have a whole ton of guys back, especially uh, you know, you're like eighth year quarterback and, and Tanner Morgan. So I don't know. I don't, we'll see. I mean, Minnesota, I don't think is going to be anything special. Um, and Ohio State still obviously has a lot of things to, to fix, but I, I would put that more on Ohio State than I would Minnesota. Minnesota gets no credit for that whatsoever. PJ Fleck like, gets <laughs> no credit for that whatsoever.
0: Did he look different to you?
5: Because his head looked bigger.
4: He still looks exactly like he has looked for the past, what, four years, five years. He's mm-hmm. exactly the same guy he's always been.
0: Douchey. I said it. You didn't. I didn't. You you said it. I said yeah. it. You didn't. Yeah, yeah. His head. His head looked Would bigger. You? I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just me. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Zach, and maybe it's the ego, right? The ego. That's why his head is growing. It's the yeah. ego. Uh, speaking of uh, ego. All the success. And I don't. I don't mean to like you know say PJ Flex ego to this ego right here of Graham Mertz, but Graham Mertz definitely very confident. More confident coming in this year than last year. He's talking about it. You know, he's got his wide receivers back. Uh, He's got uh, this new collection of running backs. So we have a Twitter poll out right now. The biggest question mark, and I know I've asked you this a few times, but, you know, I'm bringing it up again. Why not? Your biggest question mark coming in for Wisconsin uh, for the college football season with Penn State tomorrow is what? And we have the options quarterback, running backs, defensive line, or uh, we threw one in special teams just because, like, we think everyone else is kind of set everywhere. Uh, Right now, running backs leading the way at 43.6%, the biggest question mark. Is it that? Or is it, as Nellie suggested earlier, Graham Mertz, the quarterback?
4: Well, I think if we're being completely honest, the biggest question would be the kicking game.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but but uh, among the positions that, you know, people truly, truly care about, I mean, I, it's tough. Like, there, there is a lot of unproven talent at running back. We saw, and you know, and to be fair, Graham's slightly unproven as well. We, we thought we knew what we were going to get from him. You know, he does what he did against Illinois. And then there was kind of the up and down of it. Fall camp was kind of up and down in terms of what the media saw. I think they're going to be really good at running back. I think they have an opportunity with the trio of Chez Malusi, Jalen Berger, and Isaac Correndo, and maybe even throw in Braylon Allen at some point. That trio has to be has a chance to be special. So um, I, I guess I would probably lean toward Mertz as well because I think he's the guy that can make them either a college football playoff contender or. You know, just to you know, competing for the Big Ten West. I think he could be the difference between the two, and so I think, yeah, I think that would be my biggest question: Can he be
0: that guy? Okay, so for Graham Mertz, then how much stock do we put into last year? Because I mean, last year was so. I mean, I don't have to mm-hmm. reiterate what happened last year. It was so different, so unique. There was no fans in the stands. There's, you know, all these protocols you got to buy by. There's people missing time. There's injuries. Like, how much stock do we put into Graham Mertz? And last, year, the, last year.
4: Yeah, no, I think you have the ability, depending on how you want to look at it to excuse away all of his struggles. You could say COVID didn't have spring practice as a first-year starter. He got COVID right after the Illinois game. He didn't have Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor for large stretches of the season. He got hurt. He got COVID. Like, you can, you can, if you want to, excuse away all of what we saw from Graham Mertz, and some people are. Unfortunately for – I shouldn't say unfortunately. Good for him, he's got the chance to 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 prove that those excuses – he he has never excused any of his play. Like he he has taken it and it. owned it all, it. Yeah. right? But everyone else, you know, will throw excuses here and there. But those excuses no longer exist, right? Like he had spring practice. He's healthy. Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor are healthy. He's got weapons in the backfield. His offensive line should probably be, I think, by is maybe not game one, but certainly at some point this year, be um, as good as it's been in the, in the last few years. So the excuses are kind of, kind of gone. So um, I don't put a ton of stock into last year. I mean, we saw the greatness, we saw the not so good, but I think he's still the quarterback that is still the most talented quarterback they've ever had since Russell Wilson. So I'm not going to put too much stock in last year. I know Nelly probably does. He, don't you?
0: Well, well he, been, he was in there grinning that, his whole that's time. That's the back. thing.
1: It's like this is the hardest thing to wrap your head around because mm-hmm. if you look at his career, you go back to high school, obviously he was great. And then you talk about that high school all-star game. He was amazing. He have, five touchdowns, six touchdowns? Yeah, he set like a record. And Seven, then 12? And then all of a sudden he comes in. He didn't win the job in camp, but we also know Jack Cohn is a really good quality division one college quarterback. And it makes sense. You know, when he did get out there, he looked pretty good, handing the ball off like most Wisconsin quarterbacks, but didn't really get a ton of time to throw it. It's freshman year. Didn't play much. Then it didn't look like he was going to beat out Jack Hone until a foot injury last year. And then we know the weirdness of last year. He got COVID his top two receivers went down uh, he potentially shoulder had injury. a bad shoulder injury. Like there are so many things. It's just like making a website. where do we go back? At what point do we go back? On so far at Graham Mertz's, I guess, football career. If you want to go back to high school and say, well, this is the guy we have. We I, I, don't have a firm point.
4: Nope, you don't. Not not at all. And I that's a that's a fair assessment of it. Completely, I totally agree. We don't know. That's why that's why he probably is the bigger question than. The running backs at this point, even though. Okay, well, what do we know about more... Ches
0: Malusi? Sorry to interrupt you. What do we know about Ches Malusi, though? He was, you know, he's never a starter. Yeah. And he, well, you know, he's, got
4: more, he's got more career yards than the rest of that running back room combined. So, well, um, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't know, but from all the things that we've heard from Clemson, they were, you know, in the fans and the players, they weren't happy about losing him. They're yeah. happy for him that he's going to get an opportunity, but he was a really, really good player coming out of high school and didn't really get an opportunity because Travis ETN was, was there. And, um, you know, he was kind of relegated to being a backup, but I, I, those two guys, I think him and Jalenberg are, are both going to be really impact players. My wild card there is, is Isaac Grando. Like there are moments where he looks like, um, a star, like his burst is just insane. He Runs 24 miles an hour. He's the Fastest guy on the team at 215 pounds. Like he's got all the things that you want in a Wisconsin running back. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, if he does stay healthy, I think he uh, is part of the, the three headed monster. I think they all get a ton of ton of snaps.
0: Zach Halperin, our sports director, joining us right now. Uh, all right, so Zach, let's. What about question marks on the defensive side of the ball? Um, you know, the linebackers are just insanely just crushers. Mm-hmm. What's What's yeah. the big question on the defensive side of the ball?
4: It's probably the defensive line because you lose Isaiah Lauterburg, you lose Garrett Rand, two guys have played a ton of football for you. Isaiah made. The Steelers' roster um, in the NFL, so in Viking—that's the type of player he is. The good for the good thing for them—they've got Matt Hennington back, who's played a ton. Obviously, missed most most of last year. And Keanu Benton has the potential to be a star. I mean, he's he may be the most NFL—not uh, ready, but NFL-type player on that defense. I think he probably ends up at some point getting drafted uh, higher than anybody else on that defense. But he only played the base defense last year he was he only, so essentially he was on the field for only like 30 percent of the snaps this year they're working in the nickel and so him and Matt Henderson in the nickel i think those two guys are going to be really really difficult to deal with and then it's the depth behind him isaiah Mullins and um uh, Bryson Williams and you know just a variety of different guys that you know we know the names or i should say we we have heard about the names we've, we've kind of but we haven't really necessarily seen it on a regular basis, so I think defensive line probably is where the biggest question would be.
0: Um, and when it comes to Penn State, I think when we talked last earlier this week, it was they were weak against the rush, correct? The Penn State Indian Lions. I,
4: I don't know about weak, but I, if if you're going to attack one part of their defense, probably be you know that front seven because they got some they got some uh, experience at in the secondary and um, you know Wisconsin, again. I think Wisconsin's offensive line with Joe Tippmann and Zach Nelson, Logan Bros, and Josh Nelson and Tyler Booth. I think they're going to – I know we're all waiting for the offensive line to be a dominant offensive line again. I think they have the chance, especially that right side. Yeah, they're fed, now, they're fed by barbecue now.
0: They're fed by barbecue now. Yes, yeah,
4: exactly.
0: That line's going to be extra beefy with all that Mission Barbecue, mm-hmm. man. Come on, look at mm-hmm. that brisket, baby. Let's go. Well, I think it's also yes, encouraging
1: sir. that you have Graham Mertz, the starting quarterback, coming out and calling some of these young guys that one job's like, freaking maulers. And that's what I want to yeah. say.
0: Freaking maulers. Real freaking naughty, maulers. Zach Hoppin. Freaking yeah. naughty. I mean, yeah. didn't even have to edit that.
4: Uh, Is there, like, a rule that, that you can't just, say the F word? I would have preferred. I can't.
0: No, 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 like the players when they're up in the media. Can you, like, not – can you not say, like, can you not swear? Because he said freaking a bunch.
4: Well, I, I imagine your guy uh, that you were just talking to, Brian Lucas, and his uh, counterpart there and Brian Mason, probably have suggested not to uh to swear. During uh, stuff, we do get uh, some slips here or there, but yes, uh, not not too often, not too often. Real
0: freaking naughty, Zach Hopper. Zach yeah. Hopper and a freaking sports director joining us right now. So, Zach, um, I got to ask you about this because it's a strange story. And we were sharing like bad roommate stories, or you know, like living with people in college. We're like, you know, we've had some bad roommates. Yada yada yada. Uh, Loyal Crawford, and it was uh, Antoine Roberts, correct? So Crawford, off- correct. Crawford off the team now. I guess he didn't want to dance. He wanted the polka. There was a knife involved here, and then Robert suspended. Obviously, not going to be in the plans too much this year. What? What? Like, were they roommates? Like, what the hell? Do you have you heard anything else? Like, what happened between these guys? Are they arguing about yeah. something?
4: I have yet to see an incident report, um, so I, I can't I can't talk about exactly gotcha. what yeah. was said. Now I know that. Uh, Channel 27, uh, WKOW, uh, reported yesterday that um, that uh, other players were there and filming it. <laughs> oh, um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't – I guess maybe we'll – yeah, I don't know. That I don't know what it is with these guys and filming stuff. Um,
0: it's the this new, new world, man. Everything's got to be on social media. you got to prove, good or bad, that you're doing something.
4: Yeah, either way. I mean, it, we'll see what happens with Boyle. i he uh, he's a talented kid, but yeah, if you're gonna pull a knife on a teammate, yeah, that's, I, yeah, not, yeah. Not, yeah not not ideal. A, not I, ideal. I, I did
0: see that he came out saying that he like never got to hear his side of the story, and that Chris never reached out to him. Yada, but then I just saw this report. RJ just sent it to us a little bit ago um, that uh, Chris did try to reach out to him, but the coach had the wrong cell phone number. I don't know if you saw that. That's just like I think that just hit.
4: I believe that was in the WKOW story oh, it? from last night. Oh, yeah, well, well, I'm, I'm that, to I saw one. that as well. I think. I think there were miscommunication. I don't know if it was, couldn't find a cell phone, but there was, there was so miscommunication bizarre. in terms of being able to contact him and get his side of it. But, you know, if the, the police are citing you for disorderly conduct and disorderly conduct with a weapon. I don't necessarily, and I,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, he's going
4: to fight it in court and yeah. you, you get your day in court. But if you're pulling a knife and you're grabbing a knife yeah. against a teammate, it's probably time to go.
0: Uh, do we, maybe it was a butter knife. Maybe he was trying to butter some bread. No, no, <laughs> I don't you know. Maybe he's hungry. don't benefit of the doubt right now. Zach, did you ever have a bad roommate in your uh, college days? Uh, like, yeah, yes, yeah, of course, yeah. Or, Haven't you? Have you? The best, yeah, my roommate like uh, practiced a lot of self love when I was in the room. It was very bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I
4: know. <laughs> I, never had, I never had that experience. So I never actually lived in the dorms. So I didn't. I never had that uh, that issue um exactly. The dorms, the, the
0: dorms were kind of the best of times and the worst of times.
4: Yeah, no, I, I I lived with some people I didn't know. Like I moved in with some people I didn't know uh when I went up to Eau Claire, and that wasn't great. <laughs> that wasn't great. um <laughs>
0: Yes, were you the so, were you were you the roommate that if you had a dirty roommate, you would just stare daggers at him and just like want to like you know beat him down, or were you the dirty me? roommate?
4: Oh, I was a dirty roommate for sure. Oh, uh, of course <laughs> you were. Of course, <laughs> there's no there's no doubt about that. And.
0: I have, see all those water bottles I'm, I'm, you're leaving in your office.
4: I, I may, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're you you are upset about that, aren't you? Every time you walk by it, it, it tings you like you just ugh. This ugh. mother. Well, I'm <clears> like I'm like Brent, <throat> I'm like yeah. Brent
0: Suter, Zach. I don't, all the plastic you need to have a, re, a reusable water bottle. See, but
4: I don't throw. I haven't thrown those away. That's true. Maybe so you are saving the earth. Well potentially, done. Yeah, potentially usable again. <laughs>
0: Hey, Zach, I know you got a, uh, an article coming out with, uh, you know, leading up to the game and whatnot. Do you personally I have the score predictor fired up? Um, I haven't had mine out yet. there. Nelly hasn't his out yet, but RJ's going 21 17 Badgers. Does Zach Heilpern have a score?
4: Well, I'm, I'm just going to be keeping track for you guys to determine whether you, the score you say on air is also the score that you give me. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I feel
4: like. I feel like there are some people that may change What's that supposed their to mean? score between the time they say it on air and then okay, the okay.
0: Well, maybe some of those people have, a, have bad short-term memory, and so they don't really forget.
4: <laughs> you ever no, think about that? Uh, certainly a possibility. I gave my <laughs> score prediction. I, gave, I I gave my score prediction on the camp So Go ahead. Are you in,
2: and, are uh, you and Nelly laughing
0: that? at me right now?
2: Is that one? A hundred percent. What did I do? Again? That's that
1: was that was where like two times in a row, Zach asked for my score, asked for your score. I gave my particular score. You gave your particular. score. Oh, was it a group? Score. Was it
0: a group DM or was it separate?
1: Separately, but separate. then me and Heilprin would have conversation. And he'd be like, "Oh yeah, Ebo said this, or RJ said that. I think it's going to be this, so I know what my score was." Then at the end of the show we would all come back together. I would give my score. You would give the exact same score.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Oh.
4: That was the that was the problem. Would be like uh, Nelly would send me a score and be like, "That's the same score that he said." Oh <laughs> yeah, I, <mean, laughs> I remember this
0: now. they would be like,
4: "What? Why? That's not what he said on air."
0: So yeah. That. Well, we're not uh, Hold, fingers, hold, hold we're me to fingers. it, okay? Like, I, I here's the thing. No, I know that I'd. Ep- <laughs> I don't try to do it, but I know that I did that. I actually have written my score down on three different places to sh- make sure that I remember, okay?
1: How <laughs> do you. You know, okay. they say when you point at someone, Zach, that you still, <laughs> have, you still have three fingers pointing back at you or whatever.
0: <laughs> I think we're yeah. just pointing
1: a full Are hand a at we just... Are you a Simpsons character?
0: Oh, no. Like, or, a, you know, or a family guy? I guess you could say uh, Depends on how you have your
4: thumb. <laughs> A thumb can be pointed back, depends how flexible yeah, it depends you are. Depends on
0: how you are, but yeah, I do like The Simpsons a lot. So I'll go I, with the we're Simpsons. pointing our whole hand at Ebo.
4: Okay. Yes, all five fingers. All I
0: up. promise you or, right now that I will, I will try to do better, be better this year, Zach. <laughs> be okay? better. Appreciate hey, gonna you. See you tomorrow at the red zone. Witness it. I promise no awkward touching, and um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll bring one of your water bottles for you.
4: Well, here's the thing. As I, as I, as I told these guys when you were gone last week, I never really had an issue with anybody touching me, except for the person that used to be. I'm not. That mic. I'm not saying so,
0: that I was. I'm. Sa- I'm just promising you no awkward touching from anyone. Like I'm not saying it's me. I'm just saying.
1: Now, again, from I, I feel like
4: that's not going to be a problem.
1: Okay, good.
0: Okay. I hear we were also <laughs> looking into wireless mics.
4: Oh. Love that. Well, because, yeah, because sure. you guys
0: would put the headset on and then move as far away as you possibly could. <laughs> I'll be on
4: the other, I hope you on the other side of the red zone doing that interview.
0: Well, I'll have to yell loud. All right. Well, we'll, we'll figure, Zach, we'll figure it out, okay? <laughs> All we'll, right. We'll see you tomorrow, man. The he our sports director, Zach Halpern. Okay, I may or may not fall victim to some bad short-term memory. Probably it's self-induced. But I promise I will be better, Rowdy this like year. Like we would be we would be sitting here
1: and he would like ask me my score and he goes, Oh, Ebo went with this and then we would do the show and it would be like, you know, the last five, ten minutes of the game and, and I'd, I'd be like something. Yeah, it's gonna be like twenty to twenty one. And then you'd be like, Yeah, I think it's gonna be twenty to <laughs> twenty one f-
0: I will be better this year. I, I, I sat in the corner all last year, Rowdy, during COVID and thought about it.